Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Patreon bonus time is here. That's right. Uh, this is a special bonus for our Patreons, our patrons on Patreon. I'm never going to get that right. This is Kill by Kill. Uh, our and Patrons. Patro- our patrons. Patron. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, this is a special bonus episode that we do every month. Uh, and we appreciate your patronage of us uh, to celebrate it. We have been provided with one of the goofiest fucking movies I've ever seen in my life. Uh, and there's uh, only one person that I trust that if you if she sees me stabbing my mom um she'll like hide the knife afterwards <laughs> the one and only gina radcliffe how you doing gina well you know i i i've taken a long shower i i particularly spent a long time washing my eyes yeah that's I, important. I, I, I i've had a period of quiet reflection at, after speaking with my my spiritual advisor and <laughs> I, I think i'm ready to, to, to talk about doppelganger <laughs> oh doppelganger um who provided us with this incredible suggestion gina uh that would be lauren taylor who won air quotes our our drawing our bi-monthly <laughs> drawing to pick a movie for us to watch uh i don't know about you patrick i have never heard of this movie before before seeing this i know that i may have seen the opening minutes of it as like uh, before I turned off the television when it was on HBO, but that's about as much like I knew a movie starring a Drew Barrymore called Doppelganger existed, but I had no idea what it was. And now that I've watched it, I also have no idea what it was. Yeah, I, I, I this is going to be a quarter of an episode as we we try to distinguish. Just I'm not sure the people in the movie knew what kind of movie this was. Oh no! I can I can guarantee it. Hey, before we go too far, though, I don't want to uh, surprise you, though, Gina. We are not alone. That's right. We have a special guest. She is a returning all star, and the only person I trust to own a home with <laughs> and have a child with. Yeah. The one and the only Becky Wilson. How are you doing, Becky? Hello. Welcome we, back to Kill because by we Kill. Because we needed an adult in the room to, 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 to get us through this. <laughs> That's right. This is a movie so powerful. So. To, to hold our hands and to, to <laughs> gently wipe our brows with a cold cloth as we get a little overwhelmed by, by what's happening. <laughs> it is very moist in all the worst ways, oh. this motion picture. And I fell asleep about 45 minutes in. So, You're you know, fine. but so I you feel like when I woke up, I didn't really miss anything. Well, you didn't because at that point it turned into a completely different a movie. A different movie. Yes. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. This movie uh, is lots of different movies. None of them uh, many, good. None, none of them, them good. None of them good. Uh, this, I, I have to admit that I watched the first 10 minutes of this film and I couldn't do it i felt weird and i felt icky and i said well what is the solution to this bring your wife into it <laughs> make her that'll feel, make it okay make her feel yeah. icky too yes yes i well, felt thank you it's <laughs> a shared moment <laughs> you know when it started and you've got her walking through New York with her ridiculous black outfit and her sunglasses with her severe bun I at least thought oh like maybe this is going to be a single white female thing or maybe this is going to be like that Sarah Michelle Geller show The Ringer oh, where there's God, a secret the sister mm-hmm. which wasn't good either but it had a, a moment or two and I thought okay you know this has uh, something. This could be something. This could be something. And mm-hmm. then it was not that. It was not that at all. You weren't looking for a sex scene with, with <laughs> no. cinema's Dennis Christopher. <laughs> I was not. But who really is? I mean, do, do I you ever know. do you ever turn on your a movie and say, "Man, I hope there's a sex scene with Dennis Christopher in this." <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> I don't even she, think Dennis Christopher is looking. Especially now to that that I've found out that she was only 17 years old yeah sex scene yeah. with him yeah. i don't i don't want to be a, a bummer but, but it has to be said now a, a while back uh pa- patrick and i we we were mentioned in good company with other podcasts 
uh, hosted by 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 people of, of a certain age, that age being in their 40s, who talk about movies from their childhood, and that we had a you know we were you know pretty good about admitting that certain things didn't age well. Um, so I really have to point out how very very weird and unfortunate it was that for a for a while in the early 90s. We were kind of okay with Drew Barrymore getting naked and and having you know, doing sex scenes with actors 10, 20, 30 years older than how old was Tom Skerritt when they did Poison Ivy? I mean, he uh, was yeah. he was old enough to be her grandfather. Yeah, yeah. And, and we were just kind of like, all right, I guess that's a thing. No, what? No stand-in? Oh, okay. I guess that's art. You know, somebody must be okay with it. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. You know who was okay with it? Her mother. Yes, that who was, makes who an was, appearance in this who, motion picture? Perhaps, perhaps appropriately, is the person she stabs to death uh, at the, be- at the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. But I mean, to to put it in perspective as to just how creepy from a modern perspective it is, she is about the same age here as some of these Stranger Things kids. Yeah, and, yeah. and she she is playing a character clearly meant for an older actress, and and and. I don't know why she was cast in this, other than it was, you know, you know, here's Drew Barrymore being uncomfortably sexy again. <laughs> and and it's just like, yeah, it, it's very weird that we just kind of didn't have much to say about that. <laughs> I, I well, and know. I remember because I that was, you know, she was her heyday of those movies for not E.T. and etc. when she was little, little, but I was in middle school or junior high and high school. And I remember, I mean, this was, of course, before social media. So we weren't understanding what every star we were interested in had for breakfast, lunch, dinner, what they were wearing, where how they brushed their teeth that day, etc. But I do remember she was kind of the person that everyone knew what was going on with her. Yeah. She was the person that was if if there was someone to follow and stalk cameras were following she released a biography as a tween yeah that i mean a biography and i think we all bought into like oh she's trying to shake off her cutesy girly i was the girl for me to image and we all in our own teenage earnest maybe we're like yeah she's just trying to grow up and be herself but but i agree when you look at it now ah yeah yeah, it's it's very strange to realize that that her appearing in Scream was kind of like the turnaround for when she started like just getting like normal acting jobs. Yeah, good parts that. again. Like yeah. she was not, I don't think, I can't remember like any other movie after that where she played this very hypersexual young woman that like these, you know, men who were much old enough to know better, like just chasing after her. Yeah, th- this is absolutely the. I, I think it might be the peak of it. This and and Poison Ivy put that image. She like done did it. She went on Letterman. She flashed him on. She on, also on played. And she played uh, Amy Fisher in a yes. movie too, in a TV movie. <laughs> so she had a real deep red, almost a brown lipstick. Period. And she mileyed before Miley mileyed. There's before. never a point in this movie where she is not wearing that lipstick. Like, like no. even in the shower, she clearly has a full face of makeup. Oh, on. And, oh, and her pearls. The makeup drove me crazy. <laughs> I brought it up constantly because I could not deal with the foundation Everyone... lines and the fact that she looked like a vampire. <laughs> Sometimes she'd have this white cast of foundation, and sometimes she might it was have been orange. a vampire. I mean, if this. <laughs> This movie, why the hell not? She could have been a vampire. That would have made I mean, there no, are it wouldn't least, have made sense, but it would have been something. There are at something. least four different movies going on here. If I had asked either of you, what's that movie that that Drew Barrymore's in where her makeup makes her look like Bella Lugosi? Would you have automatically <laughs> thought Doppelganger? Because you're going to now. You will now. Yeah, I'd never. Everyone has on the most severe face makeup. Yes, this is a movie all the gentlemen was- have amazing amounts of spackle because there is it this is like a a just a buffet of bad makeup worse hair and oh, yeah. is, the hair in this is just it, it's appalling that's the only word i can think of it is appalling uh, th- and then the props are crazy crazy 
The shaking tree, for example. Oh my shaking God. tree outside shaking the weekend. Tree. Outside the window. When she seduces, or is it her doppelganger? Who fucking cares? <laughs> At the end of it, they're basically the same. I don't know. But anyways, her, she seduces her roommate, her dumb fuck roommate. <laughs> oh my God. Can, roommate. can I say that this guy, he was he was one of those people that Hollywood tried to make a thing. Yes. He was in Puchinski, the TV show. <laughs> <laughs> he was in uh, the failed uh, TV version of Working Girl. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say he was in, um, I think he was in Adventures in Babysitting. Oh. He was like, he was like, definitely tried to be a thing and just, it didn't, I mean, I'm sure he's still doing stuff now. You know, probably he, he was on, he was on Scandal not that long ago. He was the groom and in, in the father of the bride. Yes, movies. that's right. That's right. Oh my gosh. That's him. He's that, always yeah. like, like, oh. bland. He's, he's always bland McWhite guy and, and, and like. <laughs> Every single one of these. And and you're supposed to believe that these characters have this like this raw sexual chemistry that just you like no, no matter what, he's just gonna you know help her even though she's clearly insane. And and he but he just he's so overwhelmed with attraction to her and they're just you know, crickets chirping. Nothing. Oh. Crickets is, chirping. It's, it's a it's a negative chemistry. Trees I, shaking. No, I've there's true there's true in this scene just outside, you see a tree shaking in what is supposed to be the Santa Ana wind. Mm-hmm. I was gonna is, ask you guys about that. Is that really a thing? That I mean, is it's, really a thing. I, I know that they I know that they, they're the such the Santa Ana winds, but is it like now you know, it's not dramatic? a twenty-two year old PA with black gloves <laughs> shaking <laughs> normally outside your window shaking up and down <laughs> this is the main problem with it it's not so much the wind as it really does look like a pa going, uh, like shaking it like a maraca but not that into it yeah. that's like, not how wind works yeah, there's been a lot of takes uh, there no that's the other problem there aren't but a lot tree, of takes. i thought the tree got a lot of takes <laughs> They really made it's sure. in frame a lot sure. because this movie never cuts away <laughs> unless he's in a conversation with Leslie Hope, his writing partner, oh, and God. her oh hair. Oh my God! Holy fuck! Is she <laughs> in another movie? But what is, anything what is she, in that? What is she doing with her character? I think it's like a, a My Girl Friday. It's a gangster mole It's a Rosalind Russell wisecracking pastiche. Dorothy Parker. I fashioned myself a 90s version. Like a really really filthy-mouthed Dorothy Parker. Yes. That's like the fourth movie that somebody... like Everybody in this movie thinks they're in a different movie. Mm -hmm. Like Dennis Christopher, like his character is terrible. And his performance is terrible because everybody's character is everybody's terrible in this. It's just sort of like Animal Farm, where some are more terrible than others. But I mean, <laughs> yeah. at least he knows what kind of movie he's in, and that is trash. And, and, and he and he treats it like trash. He he's you know tearing off that scenery and just you know sticking it in his mouth and swallowing it down. Where at one point like, he turns his back to the camera and leans against a coffee machine. It just begins a monologue <laughs> away from the camera and there's no cuts. It just goes on yeah. and on and on. Just there's no scene in this movie in which they thought, you know what? This we could do away with these 16 sentences, but why don't we add 21? And they just keep talking and talking and talking and talking. At one point, uh Patrick. Ugh, uh, who's the 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 lead guy? The you, roommate. The roommate mm-hmm. who who barely ever takes off. You can't his hat. really you can't really call him the hero because he doesn't do anything. No, he's terrible. He's a terrible human being on multiple levels. But we'll get into that. At one point, he pulls out a magazine from the drawer, and there's a close up on it that says Patrick Highsmith, collegiate fiction winner mm-hmm. and then he hands it to, he hands it to drew barrymore he goes once upon a time i submitted a thing in college and i won this prestigious fiction award we know we have eyes this is cinema well yes exposition was not in short supply <laughs> my, 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 my favorite part 
My two favorite parts about that scene is one that he keeps looking at her boobs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, just sort of looking like mystified, like he's never seen breasts before. <laughs> just like, wow, there they are, right there, right next to me. Holy cow, I can't believe it. Boobs for the first time. And this guy's like 30. And, yeah. and, yes. and he's just carrying on like 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 humming, 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 humming in her presence. And and then she's she picks up the magazine, she reads it for about 0.7 seconds. Yeah. She's like, this is really good. You're very talented. Yes. <laughs> I like, noticed that too. You're incredibly <laughs> talented. <laughs> you got through the first paragraph, huh? Okay. <laughs> Wish I could grab a reader that fast. If this was the first time you had ever seen Drew Barrymore act, would you ever give her She's a role in so anything else? Bad in this. Yeah. She, and, I mean, she, and she did g- good work as a kid. And yeah. just like, 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 just the eyes, they're dead. Just, just, but it makes eyes. more sense now. She was yeah. 17. Yeah. She and she, she actually hated. does this weird little thing where she cocks her eyebrow. And like, that's how you know that <laughs> she, she might be the bad sister. Yeah. I mean, is that the, 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 the twin? I think that was the tell. There was and, the and eyebrow and how she would pick up things. And she, she, would, and she picked would up play- a knife or she picked up a pen in a certain way. And she would play with her hair. She's the doppelganger. Which which apparently drives men to fucking distraction. When she's Especially that the, hair. Fiddling yeah. with her hair. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I mean, she's always talked out of the side of her mouth. Yeah. Like, that's part of her. Yeah. But she's figured out how to make that work for her. <laughs> and this... Mm, yeah, but yeah, she she's absolutely uh, atrocious in this, and, and and you hate to say it, but it's just, it has to be said. No, I it, it, because I feel like there's almost no direction given. Like the camera is turned on, and then everyone said, "Let's give them the room," and they walked away, and a scene just plays out. At one point, I turned to Becky and go, "Does this just seem like?" Acting school scene study. Mm -hmm. Like people are just working it out, but it's on camera. And then they're like, that's the take. That's the one we'll take. That's the one we'll take. Yes. It was very much like when you go into an acting class and they say, you're mad at him and you don't know why, but you have this energy. So what are you going to do with it? Oh, I'm going to scribble on a piece of paper while I talk. (laughs) And that is what happens constantly throughout this movie. They give themselves business. To do it's one step and away from terrible. I don't know how my arms work. It, like, it's also it's also remarkable that that a a movie presumably written by a writer does not seem to have the the first clue as to how the writing process works because you've got this character Patrick the the, the hero mm-hmm. and you've got his writing partner Ellie who is the worst movie character I've ever encountered <laughs> in my entire life. And that's saying something. I guess she's supposed to be comic relief, kind of. But she's also maybe in love with him. Mm -hmm, Definitely in love with him. And apparently they they had a relationship at one point. Now they're just writing partners. And they meet at a coffee shop to write (laughs) together. And, And, you know, they don't know how coming up with an idea for a script works. They just, you know... Well, these are writers. Just have them talking about writing. <laughs> yeah. He's literally shown at a typewriter once. <laughs> yes. For a writer, he does a scant amount of writing or anything else. Mm-hmm. He um, has ideas for screenplays. <laughs> Many ideas for screenplays. Yeah. At one point, he brings up the fact that he had been working on something which he described as, quote, uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's but a horror movie and my soul left my body. Well, he says that and then she's dressed with pearls. And her name is is She has the black dress and she has the pearls when he says that and she smirks. So it's like, this is Breakfast for (laughs) Tiffany's in a horror movie. Wink, wink, (laughs) wink. But you didn't get it. I didn't. It went over your head. I didn't because (laughs) really, (laughs) yes, it was... Over my head. You're right. There we go. Brutal honesty. I mean, it's uh, so. <laughs> Point one for doppelganger. <laughs> you got me there, did, did, doppelganger. Didn't did know it was that fucking deep, did you? Wow. Uh, I take it you. back. This movie. This this movie's great. <laughs> I'll tell you what's deep. 
And it's the bench on this motion picture. Because anytime they have the chance to put extras in the frame oh of this movie. Yes. 10 to 15 per. It's it's like so, it's like someone lost a bet with central <laughs> casting and they're like, I have to put 20 people in this scene. We'll make sure they're all in this cafe and they're all crazy looking. In that cafe, there are two gentlemen who look straight out of a uh, a poison music video Mm -hmm. who are having a very delicate conversation (laughs) (laughs) that is very outrageous. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I hate to... to, Forgive me for saying I did not realize it was supposed to be dudes. I thought they were women. <laughs> Listen, let's not put gender on it. They have extraordinary hair. The blonde later turns up walking down the sidewalk with his girlfriend, looks directly into camera. <laughs> no one calls cut. I mean, okay, I remember that guy. I did not remember that was the same person in that. Scene. I didn't know it was the same person either. I so. went back and looked. You know, point two double. Was that the one that? <laughs> what I have to was say. Was that the one who who asked about the the pimp bustier? Whatever, whatever that. But that's what my closed captioning said they were talking about. So <laughs> it's entirely possible. Also, in that cafe is someone looking over Patrick and Ellie as they have a conversation feverishly writing down notes, but looking at where you would order something at the bar as if she's writing down oh, that's turkey the, sandwich, yes. ham sandwich. Well, that's the en- the entrance, yes. yes. When he's still outside and she's nonsensically <laughs> eavesdropping or listening and writing everything down. <laughs> and then she sees him through the window and taps her watch. Yes. Come in. Okay. We have screenplay writing to do. But they don't. They don't ever write screenplays. <laughs> no, they they just she, she just insults him and then he you know, mopes. That's yeah. basically it. Right. Nothing. No amount of insults sort of shake him out of his comfort zone. Besides the two times in the movie, he stops wearing a hat. And that, that's character. That's a character <laughs> moment in this movie. Yeah, we we uh, we actually haven't explained what this movie's about. I know. I was just going to say, <laughs> these poor people it? have no plot, but it's hard when there isn't one. Really, uh, do you want me to to attempt? <laughs> sure. Okay, yeah, I think you should. It. Yeah. So, all right. So, Drew Barrymore, well, or you know, someone. Okay, I don't know. Um, so this the is movie, a great oh, start. the movie, oh, yeah, I'm doing great. Um, <laughs> they 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 don't give me a lot to work with. So, Drew Barrymore. Uh, before she is shown you know, having sexual relations with her with, with her psychiatrist right at the beginning of the movie, just so you know what kind of movie this is. Yeah. Un- unless you you get to thinking this might be like a classy <laughs> thriller or anything like that, it's not. It's not. Uh, she goes to uh, her mother's apartment. Luckily, her mother, you know, just before she dies, the the last act she does on Earth of charity is providing expository dialogue. Uh, which is that she is standing to inherit some sort of fortune, uh, but they are worried that she is going to marry her psychiatrist. Yes. Um, now the, again, this is Drew Barrymore again is 17 here. And this character is again, clearly meant to be played by an older actress. Um, but the interesting, and I mentioned this earlier part is that her mother is played by her real life mother who, uh, you know, Apparently, her relationship with Drew at certain points was so shaky that Drew moved out to live by herself when she was 14 years old. Mm-hmm. So you can imagine the uh, the method acting that went behind stabbing her to death <laughs> at the beginning of the movie. And whenever she has one of these incidents where uh, she is uh, twinning between the, the two personalities, she begins profusely bleeding from not one, both nostrils. She's, doing, nose. A, she's doing a yes. double 11. No, yeah. She's 22. And-, <laughs> <laughs> and she also gets this sort of like, uh, you know, when you decorate a house for Halloween, you get that fake cobwebbing. Yes. That kind of like grows around yes. her fingers. Between um, her fingers. And then she yeah, she makes becomes the of, man from Atlantis all of a sudden. <laughs> she makes a sort of weird kind of murmuring noise. Yes. And then like, I mean, we find that we don't find out till the end what that is. She suddenly and, becomes a Labrador retriever. And she has webbed paws. So she can retrieve game. She pulls out this comically large knife 
and, yeah. and and we see that knife over does she take it on the plane with her because it's, <laughs> it's the same knife that she has when she's in california i think it's the knife's twin oh did she like absorb it back into her body or something point three doppelganger well, i mean honestly i got that deep. one on doppelganger i understood <laughs> oh, doppelganger okay. now patrick now. one patrick one patrick this, one this, <laughs> this knife is used to murder several people uh it is used to slice bread uh uh-huh. it, it, Comically. it is yeah it's it, it's this this thing has to be about 15 inches long. This is not a kitchen knife. This looks like something you would use in, in, an, in an abattoir to slaughter a sheep. Yes, this is what you like would use for butchering. Late night infomercials we used to watch of the oh, guys selling knives. The guys selling knives. That was so wonderful. We, we would just t- tune in to some random cable channel. It would just be a guy and a static camera that he was obviously repositioning himself. <laughs> And he would just be talking about all these knives that you would get in these sets because you wouldn't just pay 40 bucks for this one knife when he could give you 15 useless (laughs) knives. Really weird weird shapes and sizes. Weird shapes and sizes. Mm -hmm. Um, Her rage in that scene is um, not connected to reality. It is like someone, if you told Oliver right now, act like you're going to hurt somebody and he would make that goofy face. Mm-hmm. That's what she's doing. Like, it's almost as if she has no idea how to act. It's just like the, they plucked her off the street. It's wild how bad she is in this movie. Yeah. she. So she moves to California or so. Okay. So what does she, this is, she has an other self and. Yeah. Either it's a it really does exist as a separate person, or it's some sort of it turns into the thing at the end of the movie. Which, which I well, yeah, I mean, yeah, we have to go through the endings one at a time because the way this was sold to us uh, was you won't believe the ending. I but don't there's believe the five ending. <laughs> endings. There's five of them. Which one am I not supposed to believe? I, I don't. Which I don't one? believe any of them. But, yeah, but but either. any but but she goes to California and she gets a room with this guy Patrick, who claims that the apartment in a very extremely labored moment of dialogue that absolutely should have ended up on the editing room floor. Yeah, he he incorrectly or lie about that the apartment had two bedrooms. No, he's lying. And he's then he lying says, to attract somebody to be there. And then he says something like, "Oh well, I I." I write at night, but then I go out during the day and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. He's just blah. doing anything he can for her to say yes, I'll stay And that here. he only has shaving cream in the bathroom. Right. <laughs> you can have the whole, you can have all the drawers because you're a lady. You know, and, and, <laughs> you and need again, drawers. This, you know, this is a dumbstruck moron. The minute he appears on camera, you know, she just starts acting weird. From from the get go, he's all right with it because you know, you know, he's a nice guy. That that's what this movie really wants to emphasize. He's a nice guy. And, he's one and of the worst nice guys we've, he, we've encountered. He in this looks podcast. like a bowling ball dropped on his head. <laughs> so there is a a scene. They 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 you know they have their sex scene like the second night she's there maybe yeah and, something and around there day bleeds into night. There is yeah. no time within doppelganger. <laughs> you know, he he wakes up in the morning you know with the Rosemary's baby as scratches and bites all over him, which you know that covered means, you know, and and on a floor full of new, uh, grocery store newspaper <laughs> circulars. Yeah, they, what? They, they fucked what? so hard a newspaper exploded. <laughs> And I he's like, like I thought it was 88 like, cents a pound for avocados. And <laughs> oh my God, I'm bleeding from my shoulder. You know, and he's a little, he's the mildest of put out at this, that he has these like, this human bite mark in his, in his shoulder. Like he was in a bar fight. And <laughs> so he goes into her room and she's got this music box, which is somewhat of a red herring. And he's like, hey, I, I really liked last night. She's like, don't touch me. And he just like, he's just sort of like, oh, okay, I, I'll just be over here then. <laughs> it's just mm-hmm. like, he's okay with this. He's okay because he's nice and he wants to help someone out. 
Well, there's so much exposition to his character that he doesn't say that's just given by newspaper clippings that he's he's clipped out all of these like exorcism and aliens have landed and all all of these things that are meant to evoke that that he is open to crazy stories. Is that what crazy to be? stories? I hey Patrick too <laughs> doppelganger. I'm back up, baby. I thought it was just, you know, a really lazy attempt at, you know, quirky decor. Both. It's both. Yeah, I took it as both as well. That he's he's a guy who is open to this anything like this. Yeah. Yes. So he's he's open he's open to 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 having sex with a woman who who denies that they had sex the next day. Yes. Yes. Sure. <laughs> but she okay. she immediately turns to him and says, "It's I have a doppelganger." Okay. <laughs> As you do. And again, yeah. he's just like, blink, blink. Yeah. <laughs> you know? oh. <laughs> if you if you counted the minutes he, he spends in this movie with his mouth open, it would be almost all the minutes in this nearly two hour film. Yeah. Yeah. Like he, his, his, his entire, like, if, if he had any direction in the script at all, it was Patrick Blake's. <laughs> it is that white guy blinking gift. Yes, the movie. Is, that is how yeah. he reacts to everything. <laughs> You're absolutely right. <laughs> and I get it because everywhere you look is another piece of insane nonsense. We briefly touched on the horrid hair in this movie. Can we talk about how Drew Barrymore's dye job? obviously colored I don't portions. think you've mentioned her character name once because we don't remember what is it Holly Holly, Holly you. Gooding ha- there we go, she's oh, got, see, she's there wearing, you go. breakfast at Tiffany's again in, in one scene oh, she's God. wearing a, a robe Gooding. that has her has her initials like like Laverne on, like, <laughs> on the collar but uh, um, she I think she's actually in all honesty I think she is wearing the wig that she wore to play Amy Fisher because this came out roughly around the same time and she has a lot of the same mannerisms in it like the mm-hmm. the, the the playing with the hair the biting the lip the cocked eyebrow it, it's like this is like you know i guess this is from her toolbox of seducing you know men 40 men. years older than she yeah is. i guess this <laughs> yeah is, you know this is her her arsenal of of you know of flirting <laughs> but yeah this is she's very and she was terrible in that too yeah. And, and, but yeah, I think she just basically left the set of, you know, the Amy Fisher story and went directly to the set of this movie without changing a thing. But so, so she does say, and I was, I was still awake for this, that she has a <laughs> doppelganger. Yeah. I have a doppelganger. And then he blink blinks, but doesn't really offer that I recall in that moment to help her. Are you, are you in danger? No, she asks for what? rides. She asks for help, but he never goes, "Hey, right? How what, can I how help can you we in this deal situation? with this together?" Can, yeah, like I, I, I don't. You know, it's okay if we can sleep together, not sleep together. But you know, what's most important is that I want you to be okay. Like none of that fucking happens. He just blinky blink blink blinks, and she goes, "Hey, tomorrow, you and me." We're going to the fanciest psychiatric facility you've ever fucking seen. Now, this so fa- is a- so fancy. There's only one patient. In it. <laughs> <laughs> they es- they escort some old people around because, of course, this movie is full of fucking extras. When they're walking through the hallway of that psychiatric facility, like the main actors have to turn to the side. There are so many people walking through. <laughs> did you did you notice who played the uh, the construction worker? Yeah, Danny Trejo. Yes. Danny Trejo. And he then, gets need in the balls. And then in, in another later scene, uh, we have Sean Whalen, the 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 Aaron Burr guy. He 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 showed up as an as he uh, oh we're just gonna check the uh check the gas. <laughs> yeah. And of course we realize later this is actually I'm jumping way ahead here. This is actually her psychiatrist wearing yes. a number of of startlingly good oh, disguises. Yeah, that I didn't see coming. I did not see a happy birthday to me slash Mission Impossible in the middle of this movie. And I'm figuring, oh, that's the crazy ending that I won't believe. 
But I, wait, there's more. I still did not believe it. <laughs> um, it turns out her brother Fred has been accused of killing their father, who may or may not be alive. Turns out he is not. He's just being once again portrayed as alive by the by Dennis Christopher with a mask on. And apparently Dennis Christopher can also shame. Are you talking about the, the guy with the crazy accent? Right now, or no? Well, no, that's another. That's another oh, that's character another that he guy. is. Yes. That he is pretending to be. No, this is the. the he has like the, the big cop. scar down his face. He looks. Oh, yeah. looks like an Indiana Jones <laughs> yes, villain. Yes. yes. Um, part of this movie takes place in Suspiria. <laughs> uh, I just all of a sudden it is transported to Germany and a dance <laughs> school, and everything is red and green and oh, pink. so much red gel put oh. on the light, and then green gel, and then. Stop, go, stop, go. There's a lot of. I feel like they were trying to tell us. Never stop has and go, a movie tried terrible. so hard to yank atmosphere from a clearly superior effort. I mean, does Suspiria make as much sense as Doppelganger? Yes, but that's nightmare logic where witches occur. This is just like. Oh, the the apartment complex, which is like a uh, Melrose place on a budget, like instead of a pool <laughs> where someone can drown or get murdered, mm-hmm. it's just an old lady with pigeons. Yeah. <laughs> um, this, the, so everywhere in this complex are these massive lights with red, green, blue and pink gels that somehow transport themselves inside of closed structures. <laughs> Uh-huh. That scene with the cop in Dick Fingers that turns out to be Dennis Christopher with a with a Mission Impossible mask on, that he he keeps all the masks and the costumes on the same mannequin, very fastidious, <laughs> um, so that he can you know know which character he's slipping into. Uh, there is a what feels like twenty minute scene with this cop where he goes. She killed her mom and everyone saw her go into the building, but then she had an alibi, but I don't buy it because I think the psychiatrist is in on it. She's guilty. And if you stick around, you're going to end up dead and guilty too. And this goes nowhere, (laughs) nowhere. Like eventually she is arrested for murdering her brother. But this no, cop no, no. He's is not, nowhere he's, to be found. He's not. No, 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 no. You, oh, you a assaulting with a knife in she, his chest a dozen times. She stabs him in the chest roughly <laughs> seven or eight times. And then later, well, he's okay. She didn't hit any arteries. She didn't hit any arteries. She hit everything fucking else. <laughs> he, he looks like this poor actor who, who, God bless, he doesn't have any lines except, hey, no. <laughs> he looks like he was caught in a ketchup factory explosion afterwards. But, but. But he's all right. She didn't hit any arteries. She sh- he shows up at the end of the movie for about half a minute. Mm-hmm. He's in when when they're burying something. The, the, well, the a, dream it's a, it's sequence. A dream. It's a dream. It turns out when to be she, a dream. Like, when she shows up in like the the you know Fredericks of Hollywood like like see through dress. Oh because, my god! Because because this dress. has to end on a, the classiest of notes. <laughs> Well, it does. It ends on a very classy note. She pushes the uh, music box over and it crashes on the ground. It like, crashes with a noise. The fuck like is that supposed to? What does that mean? Like this it, is the ending. I don't believe, Gina. What does that ending mean? I, 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 I think I, my favorite part about it is how it's a music box, but like it like makes a sound like someone being thrown through a plate glass window. <laughs> Well, it's 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 a uh, slow down for effect. It's there's practically a Wilhelm scream in the middle of it. <laughs> We're still kind of I I don't know how to explain what this movie's about. Yeah, how did how do we get past the the doppelganger part, which and then how it turned out the turn that it makes because the turn is so, I mean beyond the Dennis Christopher thing. Yeah, right. the, when okay. suddenly she sheds yeah her human yeah. form. Well, oh. he tries to explain it. As that she has multiple personality disorder, which of course that was you know 
again that he's convinced it, her that she has multiple personalities this, this is another another shameful thing to look back on uh, in movies that involve characters supposedly having multiple personality disorders and they have the good side and the bad side mm-hmm. and, and and thank god we don't really you know, you know m night Shyamalan aside we don't really do that much anymore which is which is which is a, a good thing but he has convinced her that she has she has multiple personalities she thinks she has a literal separate person mm-hmm. who does these things separate of her it's neither of those things as it turns out <laughs> right it, no. it's, so you're it, set up <laughs> it's the fucking thing it's and the I, thing. I yeah it, it it turns into the thing and i i I'm watching it. I'm like literally my mouth was hanging open. Like what in God's name is happening? And you know, she went to some like Lee Strasberg Institute class on Melrose Avenue to learn how to to jiggle and gutturally groan. Uh, I was going to say so much. Questionably moan and groan. Yeah. (laughs) Guttural. The the transforming. First of all, she starts out on a couch, Mm -hmm. which she is, and she's a tiny woman. Too large for the couch. She's got her, her arms up. She's got her arms up like she's tied up, but they forgot to they forgot to tie her up. <laughs> <laughs> yes. At one point yes. she appears to be manacled, but is not, as if the psychiatrist can convince her she's tied, but not. Maybe. Well, that's Maybe. some serious mind control. And and then she starts to convulse, then she gets moist. <laughs> then all of a sudden she comes, a lay. She- she oh, goes through her, va- she goes her Vaseline stage. <laughs> yes. Uh, then she begins to bleed profusely, and her, her pu- skirt wraps so into her body. So much blood. Then her, then so her, much blood. Then she goes into her pupa, her pupa stage. <laughs> yes. 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 Then it becomes society. She starts to self-shunt. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah. she twists in a thing-like fashion yeah. up until the point she becomes and beginning. She's very hungry caterpillar. She's very hungry caterpillar. <laughs> she's hungry for vengeance. Yes. And she twists herself into a worm. Uh-huh. Yeah, a worm. A worm with it's teeth. A, it's, a, it's a larva. Yes. <laughs> then the larva, and you're like, oh, this has become a monster movie. How interesting. That this movie did not have the courage of its convictions to just be a dirty picture and have it be a psychiatrist who's like, I I fooled you. Now I'm going to murder you and blame it on her. And I'm going to have her as a psychiatry unit. Everyone does that. Hacks, Hacks, hacks. You need to do something else. Yes. An alien. She needs to be an alien. Yes. We learn. Now, wait a second. Before we do this, we have to talk about how we deal with the doppelganger and how uh, does Patrick learn this? He goes to whatever he goes to an information source we've all trusted for generations. Someone who owns a sex uh, sex phone number. <laughs> a sex and, line. A sex line, but multiple sex lines. Mm-hmm. She's like the secretary. I was asleep. <laughs> Tell me more. You made the right choice. This is um, <laughs> Sally Kellerman. Who, Sa- Sally Kellerman in her finest role. Who, again, like Dennis Christopher, seems keenly aware of what kind of movie she's in. So, yes. so bless her for that. She looks like she's about to start laughing in the, in the, in the, in the middle of saying her dialogue. But yeah, she, I, I don't know why she has to be a, a phone sex operator or what that has to do with anything, other than there's a hilarious scene of an old lady talking dirty to someone, because that's, yes. you know, that's, that's never not funny. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So she explains what a doppelganger is, because apparently Patrick does not know how books work. I do, uh, too. Oh, you're he, talking about the character. He, okay. he does not have access to a library. Presumably in Los Angeles, a library. All right. Yo, this was 93. So I would think a writer would probably have access to, to, you know, a, a nascent internet to, to, to be able to look up what a doppelganger is, but no, he has to go to, to sister Jan, whatever her name was. Yes. The, the ex, the ex nun turned so phone sex operator. Why is she an ex-nun turned phone sex operator? It doesn't matter. It has nothing to do 
with the plot at all. Did she have a doppelganger? This, We're never told. Did she have a friend who was? No one says, but she opines. She is in this movie for about 45 seconds. That that is her her entire contribution is explaining to Patrick what the audience already knows, and that is what a doppelganger is. But they don't know it's a giant worm thing that is actually Drew Barrymore's two people who are unformed when they're separated from each other. Because that's not what a doppelganger is. (laughs) <laughs> the, 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 the movie itself does not know what a doppelganger is. A doppelganger is a ghost. And and I mean, if you had if you had told me, I, I actually went into this thinking that it was all some sort of plan with the brother. Yes, I assumed the brother was total because it looks like the brother yeah. is wearing her her New York costume. Yeah, if you had told me that it was the brother going around dressed up like her and doing, I would have I was like, yeah, that, that that makes sense. I mean, I I've seen that in movies before. Yes. Um I want to say there was that one with Bruce Willis, uh Color of Night, I think oh, it was. Oh, Color of Night. Yeah, yeah, where that was essentially the same plot. If you had told me that that was what was going to happen, I'd be like, yeah, all right. This movie still sucks, but I mean that that I mean, that 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 plot makes some rudimentary sense. Yes, unlike what, the larva worm. What <laughs> happens here? I don't even know. I don't even know who from whose bong this idea emerged. <laughs> so the the worm begins some sort of uh, splitting, splitting. Mm-hmm. splitting. Yeah. It sort of looks like a skinned alien from Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Yes. Yeah. And it, but the thing is, like Spielberg knew if I show this these stick aliens on camera for a really long time, very well lit, they'll look dumb. <laughs> but the director here is like, I'm going in a different direction. <laughs> I've got this. I've got this jumbo char vaseline. I'm going to smear it all over yes. everything. Yes, it, they dip it in. These goo. were expensive, more than all of the hair and wigs together. We didn't just. It wasn't just one. We had to make two of them mm-hmm. because as soon as they're separate entities, one of the one knocks the other out, and then goes after Dennis Christopher. <laughs> Grabs him by the belt mm-hmm. while he's yelling, Whoa! never runs, just screams, picks him up by the belt and throws him through a stained glass window. Yes. And you're like, yay? Am I supposed to be celebrating? Am I supposed to be sad? I don't know what emotion to feel because no emotions could possibly encompass doppelganger. <laughs> And you're thinking, is this the, the ending? ending. I'm, that's no, the ending I'm not supposed to believe. No, not. no, wait. No. This movie has more endings. So evil doppelganger or angry doppelganger looks at Patrick and motions like, I'm going to grab you by the belt and I'm going to throw you through a different window because <laughs> that's what I do. That's my thing. And then they look at one another. The music doesn't change. <laughs> It's still murder music. <laughs> yeah. And they they stare at one another, the face of this doppelganger not moving at all. <laughs> Tendrils of goo just hanging from its mouth. Yeah, but he gets her. He gets it. They yes, there's a thing like, I won't run, mm-hmm. but you freak me out. <laughs> right. And then doppelganger goes, you know what? You're good people. <laughs> Goes I, back over. I, I really wanted. I really wanted to nod like that Robert Redford gif, and then just turning and walking away. <laughs> oh, my kingdom for a gif of doppelganger nodding. <laughs> <laughs> I would use that so often, and then goes back and begins the complex, time-consuming, and lengthy process of recombining itself. And then the same sequence of images that we saw before, it's run, it's we run now get again. Right? Yes. Yeah. There is a direct thing, dual face ripoff sequence in there, and then all of a sudden she reemerges, dress intact because apparently her dress is part of her body. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, maybe. And she wakes up and like, oh. 
Yay. And is this the ending I'm not supposed to? No, there's more. So then we have. She goes on the warpath for him, right? Doesn't she? No, they had the funeral, which which looks like it was filmed on the set of a Prince video. There's like there's like just doves flying around. And all. She's <laughs> and got this like, she's like this, right, where yeah. he's got like, this oh, enormous family mausoleum. <laughs> the police do come into the house, and all of a sudden it appears as if and we uh, assume she died. Holly is bleeding, yes. and so we assume that she has died. Yeah. Cut to funeral scene. Uh, and Guns and Roses is playing in the background. <laughs> Doves are flying in slow motion. Duffy is pecking at bread with one of uh, with a groupie that he likes that week. And oh, it's so sad. Brother appears to be alive. Mm-hmm. Ellie is there, her hair unchanged. <laughs> because how could it? They all walk out, and then as we noted before, in walks Holly wearing. The that that can't even be called dress. You no, would never walk la- outside. It's lingerie. You can. Like, it is lingerie. You can see everything. And the highest of high waisted g string panties. <laughs> <laughs> Literally one step above becoming suspenders, and <laughs> they have a passionate embrace. Passionate. And kiss. Put it in quotes. Passionate. As passionate as these two people who are unsure what. Love and <laughs> physical affection mean certainly not on camera. They don't want to portray it. They'd rather the audience fill in the blanks. And then all of a sudden he has flashes. Oh, there's that crazy thing creature she becomes. And he wakes up in a hospital room. Not his own because he has received many injuries. No, he's in a chair. And lo and behold, there's Holly. She's in a hospital bed. Sills her makeup on. A lot of makeup. <laughs> Everyone has kabuki makeup on. Yes. He's one step away from no theater happening in this. <laughs> and then uh, and then she's like, I don't even remember what this part was, but there's some other ending. Before- I think, he, I think he, he dreams that she stabs him. Yeah, yes. yeah, that's yeah. where. That's he's where, with, yeah. With the, yeah. With the, he goes after, know, the, she goes after him. Yeah. He, Prop knife. What I really wanted, I, I wanted so bad. I, I think it really just, it really just would have been the 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 cherry on the Sunday, if like the movie ended with a title card that says six months later, and, oh, he's sit- and he's sitting at a desk at a typewriter, typing, and then he goes and says "Doppelganger" by Patrick Heiss. <laughs> there you go. And then he pulls it out, puts it on a pile of paper, done and done. And then she comes up and kisses him on the head. Yes, yes. I can't wait to read it. And then they throw it up in the air and it freezes Stephen J. Cannell Productions. <laughs> Missed opportunity. Just, just what like, could have just been? Like, just like uh, in The Great Gatsby when Tobey Maguire is actively writing the story. Yes. Oh. That puts in great. <laughs> oh, man. I remember saying to you while watching this, you know, she must, of course, know in her current state in 2019 that this is... That doppelganger is a piece of shit. She yeah. has to understand I would assume, that. Yes. I think because she. I is can't a imagine she. I, I can't imagine she looks back on this period with any sort of you know fondness. Yeah. How how, how could you? I mean, except for the boobs, because you know they were good. So she might. <laughs> it reminds me, despite this creepy seventeen-year-old part. Right. It reminds me of our friend who is an actress and was in Jeremy Caston's movies, yes. who has been a guest on the show, horror film director, and she will say. I don't regret being naked when I was young, I think 20, for a second, because that's the best (laughs) my boobs ever looked. (laughs) Fantastic. And I get to look at them whenever I want. (laughs) It's a good point. So, you know, she might she may have some fondness there. But other than that. Yes. I believe her breasts could fly because they were defying gravity. They were very bouncy. The only other thing that, I mean, now that that we've reversed track to the dude scene, we didn't really talk about how it takes place because she's taking a shower, which all of a sudden becomes a blood shower, which I recently saw in the 1979 Australian 
vampires have a very complex bureaucracy horror film called The Thirst. And how many times have we seen people take showers where the shower turns into blood? And I want to say like so many times, a billion times. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely a a well used trope. And and it's 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 total erotic thriller showering where she looks like she's actively orgasming just in the just in the shower. You know, she's just moaning and sighing. and, And somehow she she is moaning and sighing. And there's also additional moaning and sighing on the soundtrack. It's just like, okay, who else is in that bathroom with her? I'm, I looked up uh, movies where water turns to blood. <laughs> Death by Temptation, The Thirst, uh, the original Death Ship, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge. Oh, of course, yes. Doppelganger, uh, Natural Born Killers. Mm-hmm. You just reviewed that for the I, spool or, or your own website. Uh, it happens a lot. Amityville to the possession. Another movie we've covered. Horror Hospital, Ghost House, Deadline, Neighboring Sounds. Hey, hello, Mary Lou, Prom Night 2. It happens as well. There's a movie called Neighboring Sounds. Neighboring Sounds. (laughs) Um, Friday the 13th, uh, Jason Takes Manhattan. Mm. She has the dream sequence. Oh, right, right, right. Right. Holy sh- an angel heart. Jesus Christ. That's a lot of movies where people take showers and it becomes blood. That's a that's a ton, shit ton of stuff. Um so uh Gina, would you recommend people watch Doppelganger? If you can make heads or tails of what actually happens in this movie, I I would be happy to hear your explanation of it. Mm-hmm. Um I mean it's I, I would I would say that the ending is a so cuckoo for cocoa puffs weird <laughs> that it almost makes the journey worthwhile, but you really have to get through awful characters played by actors who I've seen do better stuff. Like oh, yeah. Yeah. Leslie Leslie Hope, who plays Ellie, uh is probably best known for being on 24. And she was fine in that. Here mm-hmm. she is dreadful she she's tr- again her character serves no purpose but to to be you know to fire off these kind of really unpleasant wisecracks and and she's she's really mean to him in in a way that like okay there's I, I do not buy that these people i definitely don't buy these people were ex-lovers or whatever i don't buy their writing partners i definitely don't buy their friends because 90 yeah. percent of what she says to him she's insulting him <laughs> um i mean i guess maybe she might have been set up as well maybe she's gonna get killed at some point because you feel like she's going to because there's this it, yeah. after everything after everything after the character after Drew Barrymore's character has been arrested for murder, and the friend thinks that she did it. She doesn't buy the, this doppelganger thing for an instant. Patrick is like, "Oh, by the way, can she just stay here for a little while?" <laughs> it's just yeah, like, bring her I, back. Yeah, and I was like, I was like, okay, that she's going to be killed next, but she isn't. The the the, the you know, if an entire character could be a red herring. Then, then, then that's what she is. And then she's got this other guy who she's dating who serves even less of a purpose. Except Look, I, to- it took me the entire movie to figure out that was Peter Dobson from The Frighteners. The guy who's the, he hus- always who's plays the terrible an, he, husband. He always plays an asshole. He, yes. he plays the exact same character he played in this. Just yeah. this kind of like hyper-aggressive asshole. And his character has even less of a purpose in, in this movie. He's just kind of again. I think these are supposed to be comic relief in, in in a movie that did not warrant comic relief. Nothing is intentionally funny in this entire movie. Uh, Becky, would you recommend people fire up their <laughs> HBO Go machine and, and oh, watch? Is that where it is? That's right now? where it is right now. Would I you see. watch it on? Uh, um, I would, but there are some caveats. Okay, so. You should watch this movie if you are, A, coming off a bad day at work where you begin to question your existence and Uh purpose and be willing to just be washed away. 
That's important. That's important. Washed away in a flood of goo. Mm -hmm. Okay. See, I was going to say, I was going to say, you know, when you're questioning your purpose, it'll make you feel better because then you can say, hey, at least I didn't make doppelganger. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And then B, it's important to get high. C, it's important to sleep, to fall asleep 45 (laughs) minutes in. Very crucial. Because, again, I don't think I missed anything. And then wake up Mm -hmm. for the last 15 minutes so you see all six endings. Yes. That is the perfect way to watch this. (laughs) I mean, I agree with you entirely. So go for it. You have to be at the end of your rope. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Two, you have to be high. Three, you need to be in your bed so that when you do fall asleep after the endless uncut scenes of people talking in an apartment in Hollywood, that never fucking end when that sends you into nighty night sleepy time. Mm-hmm. And then you wake up when the soundtrack just starts having a heart attack. <laughs> Once they reach the house and then just watch the rest of it. That's all you need to see. Yeah. You don't need to see any of the second act of this movie because it doesn't fucking matter. Not one bit. And if you can make it through the first act, you can make it through the third. So yeah, that's as far as I go. This was this was a, a wild journey. Like I, that end sequence is crazy and worth examination. But the well, rest it's like of it, those movies when people go, you you never saw that coming, but it still was like, Oh, but that was so clever because if you really think about it, a plus B plus C plus D equals this awesome twist. Yeah. This, you never saw that coming. Because you no really one would ever see it coming. Would, no one, no, would ever saw it coming. Yeah, it's this like, this this feels like we don't know how to end this movie. Yeah, so yeah. you know, let's just spitball some ideas, and you know, this was the craziest thing that anybody could come up with. <laughs> and then they came up with four other crazy fucking things where it could mm-hmm. end. It's just yeah, uh, this is just unfortunate movie. that that it's twenty five percent that. And 75%, these two personality-free duds just, just you're trying to work out their problems so they can fall in love and have a normal relationship. Just and, loudly breathing oxygen through their mouth. Yeah, just, just standing there, just, you know, both of them acting and looking like they just suffered massive head injuries. Mm-hmm. Just all of them waiting to hear for their turn to talk, but never listening to one another. Oh, it's just interminable. It really, really is. <laughs> the wild parts are wild. Mm-hmm. And the mild parts are... Uh, mild would be too spicy of a designation. You know, put it out during a party. You know, we you Yeah, we don't have to pay and, attention. And come back. You know, you get your chips, you get your drink, you get your smoke. You, and then you just kind of, you know, go back and forth. It's like, oh, nope, these two are still talking. Let me just walk back out again. Yes. Yeah. It's like, that oh wait, now she's, tr- now she's turning into a larva. Okay, maybe I'll sit and watch the rest yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah thankfully, the, the thankfully, the rest of it is only about 10 minutes. Yeah, once once you enter the mansion, that's when you need to start paying attention. Anything before that, who fucking cares? Because in the end, it doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't matter that her dad may or may not be alive. The cop guy who mm. yanks Patrick into his apartment and has a 12-minute interminable scene lit by one single just, pink light. It just that doesn't matter for shit. It just slaps him around, which cracked me, which I thought was funny. I, that he he became my favorite character only because he got to slap him around. I'm like I like the cut of that guy's jib. I hate that accent, but this is insane. Uh, so yeah, it's a qualified recommend. Very qualified with caveats. It's a lot of caveats. Yes, just when you've reached your lowest moment. We gave you the circumstances, which the, the most optimal circumstances to watch it under. If you choose not to do that, don't blame us. Yeah, we we, we told you the conditions. We, we if could you not abide by you, them or not. We could not walk you through this anymore if we just showed up at your house and, and just you know, told you, okay, turn it off. All right. Skip ahead. All right. Now you can stop here. <laughs> uh, short of actually giving you the, 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 the time break. In which you can turn this movie off and turn it back on. We we could not make this any clearer to you when you should watch this <laughs> yes. and when you should not. Yeah. Uh, so that just about does it. Uh, we th- we thank our patrons very much. How many much. people were killed in the kill by kill world? Is it just the two? Uh, we got the knife the death at the front. Mm-hmm. 
And then... And then Dennis Christopher. Yeah, because the brother, is the brother is alive. Yeah. It, 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 for, as far as choose your own death venture, it's yeah. do you want to be knifed to death by your, your daughter, your daughter uh-huh. or thrown through a plate uh, a stained glass window? And honestly, we don't know whether or not he died. Oh, he, of course he died. He got impaled on a fence. Oh, that's right. He got impaled yeah. on a fence. They show him do the big death. Yeah. And he does a really great, he does a really great, oh, no. By the thing monster, which is, which is, which is great. And that just about does it. Uh, so for myself and for Gina and for Becky, bye-bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.